Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. It's so easy for a prayer meeting to become about us, but it's, it's so difficult to know. I'm asking God to make us a house of prayer. Bethel means, you know, a house of God, but it's a place of prayer. And he said, my house should be a house of prayer. All, all that for, for all nations. And even though it's not part of my plan, it's almost as if we have to pray for the nations. The greatest thrust of power that I felt today was when I began to pray for Nigeria. And I don't know if someone has... In this moment, it's an open prayer meeting, especially any teenager. If you have a nation on your heart, I just want to start this prayer meeting with us doing what the scripture says, with us doing who we, who we are. Anybody, come on. I'll count three and I'll pick somebody. One, two. Come on, Sparky. Make me a house of prayer. Come on. The fire on my altar never burn out. The fire on my altar never burn out. The fire on my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Lord, we thank you that you yeah. hear us. Come on, add your faith. Lord, that when we pray, that you are listening, that you are active, yes. and that you're engaging with us as we lift up our prayer requests and we pray for the nations your heart is for the nations and um, we pray that you would open doors open doors for us here in this room to reach out um, that the young and the old would be reconciled back to one another Lord we lift up the nation of Nigeria we pray that your peace would guard the yes. hearts and minds of those in leadership of those who um, are raising their families. Lord, we pray for your protection to fall upon those um, who are serving you, that they would have open doors to preach and proclaim yes, yes, and yes, see a young yes. generation hearing your word. And um, Lord, we pray that you would make them a nation of prayer. They would be marked, that there would be people sent out from that nation into the rest of the world to proclaim your holiness, your goodness. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you agree with that, give God praise and glory. Take your the fire on my altar never burn out. The fire on my altar never burn out. May the fire on my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. Okay, you can take a seat really quick. I'm going to stay in this vein. It's, it's a Holy Ghost-led meeting, so I'm just following the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, we just pray for a mission place. A place where somebody had to go to but then there are those so those are pray there's a those that go and there's those who give and I want to stop for a moment and talk about those who give and how significant you are a man named Javon curse y'all remember the, the freak um, Tennessee Titan the freak um, uh, has always given me a lot of money to do all kinds of things to help people. And one day we were in the community together working with some gang members and different things and people were coming up and giving me hugs and they were, you know, dapping me up and showing me love. And Javon said to me, he said, man, they love you. You, you doing, man, you mean so much to these people. You, you making a difference. And he just was praising me. And I said, Javon, I have to stop you right there. I say, you've made the mistake of thinking that I'm doing something independent of you. I said, Javon, I said, it may have been my physical arms that hugged them, but it was your resources that gave me the opportunity to be here to deliver that hug. You are a church that impacts the world and you're not told enough about it. We don't just pray for Nigeria because it's, it's, it's a you know cool thing to do because it's on the wall. It's because that's a place, those are the places in the, on the planet that because of giving of believers, we reach and we'll reach more. 
my, I had a burden from the beginning of this prayer time. And then I think Pastor Steve texted me, but I don't know that we got a chance to really pray. It's not the emphasis of the night, but it triggered in my spirit and I've got to do it. Pray for people who are in business or businessmen and women and also pray for those who, who God is inspiring to take a step in a direction of entrepreneurship or business. Sometimes we only talk about the grace of God on the people who go somewhere. And we forget to take, talk about the gift of giving that's in people who empower people to be sent somewhere. And tonight, I want to tell you, you are significantly a part of advancing the kingdom because you give your resources to God. So I want um, uh, Johnny and come on up, Therese, to, to come and pray. Therese, you're going to pray for the existing business owner. You're going to pray for those who have an entrepreneur spirit to step out. Y'all come stand with me. But, but here I want to tell you something. So if you, are, if you are a business owner or if you are a business owner, I want you to stand up. Okay? Now, even before they pray, let me kind of prophesy over you a little bit, just help you understand. God spoke to me. I have I some, some incredible news for you. This is not based on the news or the stock market. It's not based on man's wisdom. It's based on the word of the Lord. This year, you'll prosper. This year, you'll prosper. Look at me. This year, you'll prosper. You'll prosper. This year, you'll prosper. 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 Hey, hey, hey. Look, look. I want you to see me. You'll prosper. Don't embrace struggle. Enjoy prosperity. Prosper. And let me give you some motivation for your prosperity. God's got places he wants to go and he wants to use you to get us there. Therese, you can speak and pray. Praise the Lord. Um, this is probably one of my favorite topics, giving and being generous in the Lord. I feel like put that gift in my heart about 15 years ago um, when I brought to him all of my burdens and I just heard the word of the Lord say don't come to the Lord empty-handed and on that day that I repented and totally turned my life to Christ I gave almost everything in my bank account and from that day forward I've been doing that I've been honoring God generously um, with what he gives me and it's really about honoring God with what is in your hand it doesn't matter how big it is but the Bible says be faithful over a few things and he'll make you ruler over many and so I'm just going to pray for you today specifically the ones that are in business that have businesses but even the ones that don't Everyone needs a revelation about giving. The church is not trying to get something from you. God is trying to get something to you. So it is a form of praise. And praise is the birthing position for promise. So it's tonight that I ask you to think about that, to hear the voice of the Lord, and to begin to turn towards him in a generous way. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We love you, Lord, and we lift your name, Father. You're our King of kings and our Lord of lords. We put no other God before you. We honor you, we thank you, Lord God, and we love you. And Father, we come to you right now, Lord God, asking that you touch the hearts of these people that are standing tonight, Father. You know what's on every one of their hearts. You know what each and every one of them are dealing with. And Father, I just thank you right now for revealing yourself to them in a way that you've never revealed yourself before.
I thank you, Lord God, for allowing all grace to abound towards them so they have all sufficiency for every good work and charitable contribution. I thank you, Lord God, for pulling out what's down in them and what's been in them for years and years and years, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for raising them up, Father God, that they may break chains off of their family, Lord God. Break every generational curse, Lord God, because they are obedient to you and to your word, Father God. Lord, I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you for touching their businesses, Lord God. I thank you for sending godly partners to them, Lord God. I thank you for giving them an exponential, supernatural amount of wisdom, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for giving them skills in areas that they didn't think they had, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that they do their work unto you, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for the move of God right now in this place. Oh, Father, we love you, God, and we honor you, Father. We praise you, God. Oh, God, we thank you for revelation and wisdom, Father God that is flowing right now, God. We ask, Lord God, that you increase every one of us more and more in wisdom and in stature, and that you give us favor with you and favor with man. In, in the name of Jesus, I ask these prayers. Amen and amen. Praise God. And just before he prays, when she was, when she was saying that, I was just thinking how about 10 years ago, maybe 12 years, Pastor Rice in the old building challenged us at the beginning of the year to double our mission offering out the blue. I said, did, you, did God tell you that? He said, well, I'm not sure, but you know, it's like, you know, it's a good idea. <laughs> it's a good idea. And I was like, double, double, the, double the offering. You know, and I'm gonna tell you, when you, when you, when you, when you have fixed income and it's fixed, it's fixed, you think, where, where am I gonna du double? I'm just trying to make sure it all add up. But something about when you partner with God and what he's doing in the earth. And I did that and God exponentially met me. And, and so I believe that for you. Johnny, I, just to direct your prayer a little bit because you're going to pray for those future entrepreneurs and everything. I would love you to pray from the side of looking directly at these young people because something I know about your life, that God-given witty invention and and, and, and ideation happened to you as a young man, and I want you to especially pray it over these young people. Lord, we thank you that you, you give us work. Lord, we thank you that work can be used to glorify you. So we thank you, God, also that you are the the creator, the ultimate creator, and that you put creativity inside each one of us, Father. So we thank you for the ability to combine the work that you've provided for us and blessed us with with the ability to be creative. We thank you that you also, God, promise that you have plans for our lives that are much bigger than we could have ever imagined, Lord. So I, I pray that today, anyone who's thinking, who's been inspired, who's thinking that you've called them to this type of work, God, I pray that you would begin to inspire and, and Lord, speak to them about what it is that you're calling them to do, Lord, that your plans are bigger than we can see right now. But as we trust in you, as we take those steps, Father, and take steps to walk in the calling that you put on our lives, God, I pray that you would bless them, that you would show them open doors and opportunities. Father, you thank you for the promise that as we abide in you, as we seek you, that you will be a lamp to our feet. So Lord, let us take steps of faith in beginning to walk in, into a destiny and a calling and an ability to, to both build things and create things, Lord. We thank you that because you created everything, that you give us the ability to create, to create wealth, to create businesses, Lord. And we thank you that those can then become foundations for giving, for seeing nations reach, for seeing nations change, Father, that we can build workplaces where people can honor you and glorify you uh, at their workplace, God, where you can... Lord, so I just pray that the businesses that are being thought of, God, that you would be at work in those lives, Father, that you can build places of business that uh, allow people to be comfortable in an environment serving you, Lord, because that, that is the way that you've intended work to be, that it would be more than just the place where we get money, but a place where the world is changed, where lives can be transformed, and you, gospel, can be advanced in all ways. So we pray for creativity, ideas, Lord, but faith, to walk that out every single day and seeking you for wisdom and for guidance because you is, that is exactly where we need to be every day, Father. So we pray for the humility 
to look to you as a source, as our provider. God, because ultimately we trust you with all that we have. It's all yours anyway. So we ask that we would walk in faith with everything you've given us and that we would, we would be a channel of blessing to everyone around us. In Jesus' name, amen. You ought to feel good. Hold on, Teresa. Just stay there a little bit longer. Carol, come up with me a little bit. Hey, I'll pray. Look, I want to tell you something. I'm so excited for you business owners. I'm so excited for you future entrepreneurs. God put you on our heart. That means you're on the heart and mind of God, and you're not carrying your burden alone. God is carrying your burden with you. And as you get involved in his mission, I'm telling you, exponentially, you will break through and you will break forth. It's happened for many people. But it was just sparked when, when they were, uh, Therese was up here praying. Therese, is, you're a young female executive. Is, a, is, a lot, is there a lot of people in your field, female, in the digital? Um, no, I, I'm in IT, um, and I've been now in IT for 24 years. Um, my career started at IBM, Microsoft, and I recently got a new role at Salesforce. But um, no, I would typically be the only woman in the room um, and definitely the only minority in the room. Um, things are changing a little bit, but we have a very, very long way to go. So, and then, and then Pastor Carol was one of the first female pastors, you know, in, in this church, maybe first. It's a hard role, just like racism is real, sexism is real. And I know it's not a subject, it's easy to talk about, I won't talk about it a long time. But because you are our mothers and our sisters, we care. And we know it's real. Almost, you're always a, a, almost there. Almost looked at. And it's a virus also in, in men who don't see it. It's like somebody that's racist don't see it. Somebody's sexist, they don't see it. They don't see the little insensitivities and the little ways we ignore or, or we belittle one another. I want to pray against that, but I also want to pray for a revival in our mindset. Okay, and a renewal that we would find Christ in that. And Pastor Carol, will you pray? Lord, we thank you that you are the creator of all humanity. You've made male image bearers and you've made female image bearers, and we are equal in your sight. Lord, I thank you, God, that you have placed value in each person, and I thank you as a woman. I don't have to prove that. I pray that, I, uh, that every woman that can hear my voice knows you don't have to prove anything. You are a child of God. You are a female image bearer of God. And there's something that you can do that, that's different than a man, but beautiful. And it's something a man can do that's unique to a man, but it's beautiful. And I just pray eyes would be open to the value that we have. I pray against the spirit of competition in the name of Jesus. Any idea that we have to just to try hard and strive to be like a, another person. But Lord, I pray that as we're seeking you, you remind us of who we are in you. Lord, and that is enough. It's always enough. And Lord, when we have that revelation, we'd walk in that freedom and we walk in that confidence and we'd walk in that boldness. And I pray, as um, Pastor James was saying, that we just would truly appreciate one another and be grateful for the gift, even if it looks different than um, one another. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Every woman in here, I, if, 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 I wish I could look each of you in the eye and say, I'm sorry. All you go through, all that's not seen, growing up voiceless, feeling oppressed, overlooked, man, I'm sorry. It could be painful. It could be lonely. And you can resign yourself to this just the way it is. I'm sorry you had to feel that way. What I can tell you is, like Pastor Carol said, Jesus feels a whole lot different. He had women all around his ministries. They were the first carriers of the gospel. They got to the tomb first, and they, was, they had to go carry the news that he is risen. So it's probably be, society's not going to be right overnight. But you know what? We can start in this place, how we respect and honor each other. So, Lord, I pray will you, you continue to seal that. 
Help all of our young girls and young ladies grow up in this house with a sense of strength and confidence and boldness and beauty. Not the necessity to have the strength of the man, but just the beauty of who they are as a woman. Let our men be confident, bold, masculine, but gentle and supportive and lift up and not pull down. We just bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me give you a brief exhortation. Um, it's coming out of Habakkuk. Uh, a night ago, either last, the nights are running together. I apologize. But I started to say something, and I did not finish my sentence. I actually told you to turn to Habakkuk and never told you what, what I wanted you to turn there for. It's good to know when the preacher know he forgot something. But I told you, and you'll need a pen, you'll need your phone, you'll need something. I'm going to say a story I said yet last uh, two uh, nights, whenever I said it, so to contextualize it. You may be like 80% of people, especially to go to college or whatever, who don't know who you are or where you're going. This seems to be a common theme that people don't have a confidence that they have captured the will of God for their life and their identity in Christ. It's your right to have it, but that doesn't mean you possessed it. And our nation, it's like we're losing our identity. Our church, the Big C Church, is losing its identity. And you've, you've got to do something to come back to center. I don't want you to be going without food and then few days from now, you are still on the pattern where God is not providing you with clarity and specifics. I want you to know when, again, I said last night, I said when George Floyd was killed and the riots happened here in Nashville, it was tumultuous. It was painful. It was overwhelming. I cried for months. It, it was tough. But that doesn't mean I wanted to do anything. I had resigned myself to be silent, to do nothing, to say that's just what it is. And, and the powerless feeling of inactivity just overwhelmed me. And it was my son who sat at the table with me and said, on the night that the rise was going on, Dad, are you going to finish your plate, plate of food? And I said, yeah. He said, are you going to go to sleep? I said, yeah. He said, even though, you know, the world's upside down and people that look like you and me are in peril, you're just going to sleep. I knew in that moment he was in trouble and not, wasn't going to be able to go to bed without a response. But I promise you I had nothing to say. And God told me to turn to this scripture in Habakkuk 1. I don't think I had ever read it before. I never read it before. And it was just Habakkuk talking about the, 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 the summation, because I don't want to stay there. It was just about complaints about what was wrong and what was God going to do. God answered. They didn't like the answer. But then when Habakkuk 2 starts, things get in order. The prophet began to say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get in a position where I can hear. Because when the world is confusing everybody and violence and all the confusion is going on, I need to get back to my identity. And here's what he says. I wish I had a reader. I guess you the reader. Read her back. Okay, here you go. Yeah, right there. Habakkuk 1. Just, just four verses. Come on, read quick. I will take my stand at my watch post. I'm going to get back to where I should be. I'm going to get in my position. I'm going to get in my assignment. I'm going to take my post. I'm going to take my watch. I, I am a prophet. I need to be high. I need to look out. I need to be able to see. I'm going to get in position. And the question today is, will you get in position? Read. And station myself on the tower 
and look out to see what he will say to I'm me. I'm stationing myself. I'm just, I'm going to get in a fixed position because sometimes I got, I'm so busy. I'm moving around so much that if I keep on clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking, I'm not going to be able to be who I'm called to be. He said, I will steady myself. And what am I going to do? What did he say again? And what I will answer concerning my complaint. I will, he said, I will watch the seat. No, he oh, said, and my, station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. He said, I'm going to look to see, listen to me, what the Lord will say. He didn't say, I'm going to listen to hear what the Lord will say. I'm going to watch to see what the Lord will say and what will be the answer of my tongue. He was already complaining. He was saying, instead of complaining, I'm going to get in my identity. I'm going to get in my place. And, and, and instead of telling the Lord what he's doing wrong or what he doesn't have together, I'm, I'm going to start listening to what he has to say. I'm going to start watching to see what, what he wants to say. And then I'm going to ask myself a question. What's my answer going to be? The question is not if he's speaking or if he's showing you. He, it's, 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 the question is, are you perceiving him? He that has an ear, you have to let it hear. I told you, Jeremiah 33.3 says, call, I will answer your call by showing you great and mighty things which you do not know. So you, so you can get God's attention. Read the rest. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. God said, okay, if we're going to have this type of cooperation, then you're going to get information. And you're going to get specifics. And I want you to write that vision, make it plain upon tablets, that they that read can run. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, though it tarry, wait for it, saith the Lord, for it shall surely come to pass. And when God speaks, it is not muddled. It is not unclear. It is full of clarity. Remember in, in Acts when he told Ananias, he said, Ananias, this is in the Bible, I don't have time to turn there, but it's written like this. Ananias, go to a street called Straight. There's a man named Saul who sees you, a man named Ananias, coming in, laying hands on him, and you receive your sight. How specific is that? Now, the lie that the enemy tells is that God doesn't want to speak to you. God has very little to say to you and that God wants to be mysterious all the time. And so you're always trying to follow a, 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 a mist instead of following a word that's a lamp unto your feet, it's a guide unto your path. So you have nothing to hold on to and nothing to abide in. First, because you have a disbelief that he wants to speak. He wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me. You have to have an ear. Let it hear. Final thing I'll say before we do this exercise is when I got this revelation, God spoke to me. Well, two things I'll say. God spoke to me at the, t at the table. He said, tell your son to go to sleep. You go to sleep tonight and wake up in the morning and pray, and I'll show you. Go. So I got up in the morning. He said, go downtown and pray. I got out downtown at the War Memorial. I said, I was just going to walk around here and pray a little bit. That was my idea. So God said, no, walk to the Capitol and pray. When I got to the Capitol steps, immediately on the day after the riot, it was a lot of police out there and nobody else, and they surrounded me. They just came down the steps. And I'm going to tell you, that day when your emotions is all jacked up and you don't know what's going on, everybody's coming at you, you don't know how to define what's going on, and the police is coming at you, I'm saying, what's, what's going on? I almost got him a flash, and then I got, but the Spirit of the Lord told me my assignment. He said, ask them if they need prayer. And I said, can y'all pray for me? And then they closed the circle. They said, man, thank you. And I began to pray for them. And I left. 
And God said, you're not done. He said, go back. He said, I want you to get them all lunch. I said, Lord, this is not the day to be getting the police lunch. I mean, this is a little, you know, this may be another day. I mean, not, not the day after the riot. I mean, they need to go hungry for at least a you know, week, you know. You know, let's, let's wait, you know. He said, no, no, go back. And he said, and by the way, go get that little 17-year-old boy of yours. So I went and picked my son up. He said, what are we doing? I said, you don't even want to know. We went to, like, the, the barbecue place. And we picking up barbecue. He said, Dad, who we, who we, who we, uh, it's like Isaac uh, asking Abraham, well, where the wood at? I said, hey, hey, don't, don't even worry about that, you know. <laughs> we, so we, we go, and, and, and when we get out the car, James and I, he realized, I said, look, we about to feed the police lunch. He said, you mean to tell me that I've been waiting all night for you to tell me what the Lord said? And the Lord said to go feed the police. I said, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what we got right now. He said, man, I don't want to do that. He said, yeah, I said, I know. Yeah, but just get that box and get them drinks in the back. So we got the, we got the box and we got the drink. And, and we and, and we and we having it. Y'all know, y'all kid, let me talk to you. You know how it is when you don't like something your parents are doing and you're giving them some attitude and you're just like, I ain't picking that. Boy, get that. You know, it's all of that stuff going on back and forth. And we start feeding the police. While they're there, we're, we're, we're fussing. I mean, we're so unspiritual. I think God can't use us. You know, we, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking I can't wait to get home to argue in the car. Like, man, why are you talking to me like that? I'm, I'm grown. And, you know, I just felt that it was going to be like that. And, and then the officers start loving on my son giving them the number, and then one of the, the, the lieutenant called to the capital, and the governor was, happened, how does the governor happen to be walking out while we there? He said, hey, governor, come, come over here. And here's the words he used. It's some people down here who love us. I was thinking, man, he'd upgraded my obedience to love. I mean, I was just, I was just willing to say that, you know, I was, I was a big upgrade. We fed them. I won't go deeper into the story, but that sparked a deep, long relationship with our governor and government officials and ministering to them and making change in private places that you'll never see. But it came through the specifics. But the specifics came to me like little drops. Get, just get up and go downtown and pray. Okay. You don't have no more than that, Lord? Nope. Just go downtown. I'll give you the rest. And you know why you don't always get more than that? Because there's no way if he told me the whole plan at the house, was I going to do that? He had to throw me into the situation. The word that God's about to give you may not be fully developed like Ananias got, who was a full-grown uh, full prophet. But it will be specific enough for you to take at least a next step. Get your pens out. Don't talk to anybody else. All y'all in the back, I love you. I used to be a youth pastor. I'll, don't talk in the back. In the back, Hallie. I want y'all to focus. Everybody doing the same thing. Get your pen out. Your phone out. And I'm going to pray over you. Don't second guess what comes to you. First thing I want you to know, the devil is never going to tell you to do anything good. So if you hear something good, no, that's just me. No, mm -mm. he don't tell you to do good stuff. I'll tell you how to check your work once we're done. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you have given us the spiritual right to call on you. And you will answer our call. And you will show us great and mighty things which we don't know. I rebuke the deceiving spirit, the wicked and familiar spirit that tries to block and blind the minds lest we see you and believe and move. Lord, would you breathe and speak now to your people, specifics, in Jesus' name. 
Just, just ask the Lord what it is in your life that offends him or what is in your life that he wants you to do. Two questions. What offends? What does he want you to do? One minute. Ten seconds. Listen to me. The first lesson we got in this fast, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every day they went out and they got manna. Every day. It's, you know, well, they rested on one. So every, all six days. You need a word from God every day is the principle. Go to him and get this type of clarity every day. If you didn't hear from him, I'll tell you some things he wants you to do. Pray every day. Read your Bible every day. Attempt, attempt, attempt it. And he wants you to prepare yourself to minister to other people. I know he gave you many specific. Just raise your hand if God spoke to you at all. Raise your hand. Hi, where I can see it. Everybody's hand should be up because I told you also what he said. And if you get stuck, again, you just read your Bible. Now, Pastor Will, you just... We're going to... <laughs> We're going to end... I want, to, I want to end with two things. One is this next generation. There's no way I let you be in the room during the fast and miss the opportunity to tell you how important you are. Gosh, I, I never knew till I got this age how much I needed you or I needed to depend on you. I didn't know that 10 years from now, maybe I won't be leading at all and all of you will be leading. It doesn't take a long time. I started leading is a 19-year-old, and I've never stopped. Pastor Carol how, and Bruce, how old were y'all when y'all started? 22. Pastoring. I wasn't pastoring at 19. I was just preaching. I didn't know how to preach, but I was preaching. <laughs> preached some heresy, but I was preaching. It was heresy. It was bad. Um, the next generation. So, we want to we want to kind of pray over you, Prophet. I need and I want to get some fathers in the house. So Pastor Bruce, Pastor Philip, Pastor um, um, Steve, come. We're going to end this night, and I want us to intercede. We're going to take a moment. We're going to pray in the spirit. Come on, y'all. We're going to pray in the spirit, and I want you all to pray over this next generation. You're not going to lose. I know you're unsure. You're not going to lose. God's not going to let you use, lose, and he's using us to make sure you don't lose. And these fathers are going to pray for you. Let's stir our faith. Let's either have them stand or y'all, you want them to stand or y'all want to stand and let them sit. 
Okay, all y'all young people stand up. Spoken like true old people. Just old as you want to be. All y'all can pray or two of y'all can pray. It don't make a difference. The next few years, you will make the most important decisions of your whole life. You'll never make as important decisions as what you're about to make. I haven't made any important decisions since I was in my mid-20s when I decided who I would marry. You got big decisions coming up. What you'll do after high school, the kind of people you'll be around, the kind of people you'll be around for the rest of your life. A lot of the friends that I got your age and a little older, that's who I'm still building the kingdom of God with. Lord, I pray as they make these life-altering decisions, I pray for your hand to be on every one of these young men and women. Lord, I pray that you would give them just a glimpse of the destiny, the plan, the great things you have planned for them. Lord, I pray they would not be deceived by the shortcuts and the culture and the temporary voices of praise, but I pray that you would tune their ear to your voice and let them see just a little bit of what great things you have planned for them. Lord, thank you for these people. Thank you that they're here tonight seeking you. Bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I agree. Father, I pray that you would give them clarity Lord, that each of them would have some snapshot in their heart, some idea, some word, some picture, some image of what it is that you have out in the future for them. And I pray that for each of them it would become like the treasure found in a field where they would be willing to sacrifice everything and pay any price to lay a hold of that which you put in their heart that would burn on the inside of them. God, I pray that you would give them the fortitude and the mental strength that is necessary to follow the path with resolve, without wavering. Lord, that the grace of God would come to them whenever they feel weak. Lord, that you would strengthen and encourage their hearts with hope whenever it would seem like they're not going anywhere and things are not progressing toward the dream in their heart. And Father, may they discover that it is all ultimately by your grace and your mercy that we achieve what we achieve in this life. That each of them would come eventually one day towards the end of their lives and look back with great satisfaction and fulfillment. I have fought the good fight. I have kept the faith and I have finished the race. I pray that each of them would have a happy soul when they get old, without regret. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, Lord, I do thank you for these young people. God, I thank you that your hand is upon them. Lord, I pray that they would not say that they're too young, even as the prophet Jeremiah, but that you would put your word in their hearts and their mouths, that they would be bold. Lord, I thank you for the, this generation. God, I pray that they would be able to have fun while they do it. I see you. I remember Jesus. He rejoiced in the Holy Spirit when the disciples came back with the report. God, I pray that they would be able to rejoice in the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray even during this time that it would be, I'm reminded of Acts 13 where they were praying, fasting, and ministering unto the Lord even as we have been doing. And then you, you said, set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas. I pray that this week would be a time of setting apart even to the young, the youth, God, I pray that they would be able to hear your voice clearly. They would be able to see, even as Pastor James said, they would be able to see even the next step. God, that they would be bold in their high schools, bold in their middle schools to speak your word. No fear. Thank you, Lord Jesus. No condemnation. We thank you that you have redeemed them. And he who is in Christ, she who is in Christ is a new creature. The old has passed away. The new has come. There's no condemnation. I pray that they would be bold in their identity in you and bold to speak your word to those around them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep standing. Keep standing while you're there. God has just gave me a, well, the, I got the word from this book. Um, if you don't have one, please pick this up. There's more in the back, but this is what we've been doing this week. And every day there's been a different message, and today's message 
it really stuck out to me for you guys as well. I was working with the, um, the team, the worship team, the youth team before we came out. And uh, I, I talked to them about fasting. <laughs> and it was interesting because one of, one of your age people, one of them said, uh, I kept saying, well, they said, what is fasting? I said, well, you can, you know, you, you consecrate yourself for God so you can let something go. You can, you know, social media. She was like, I don't do that. I said, well, you know, you can do, and everything I was saying, she was like, I don't do that. I'm like, do you eat? And so uh, she said, I eat one meal a day. I said, well, make that broccoli. Then I caught her, her attention. I said, so if you just go on a broccoli fast, that will be your consecration. So, but I would challenge you guys with two days left. Some of you are doing some things. Some of you, you young people aren't. I would challenge you to jump in and, and deny yourself of something so you can hear from God. Day one was God's word is bread. Day two, God's word is light. Today, we focus on God's word is a mirror. And what I liked about that one, it's like when you think about a mirror, and uh, where's Justice at? Just Hannah, a couple of them had a couple good things to say about that. But when you think about a mirror, do any one of you leave the house without looking in the mirror? Raise your hand if you do that. Because if you do that, I'll tell you right now, your face is crusty. So, so w- would you say that you all, before you leave home, you have looked in some kind of mirror to see what you look like, to see, make sure uh, everything's right, make sure your teeth are clean, make sure your face is, all these different things. You look in the mirror to see the reflection of what's going on with you. Well, I would challenge you guys to get in the word, get in the word and read your word because what it does, it shows you you. It reflects you. It shows you you. It shows you where you're doing well. It shows you where you're not doing so well. And if you look at that reflective word, you will, you will even if you read the word and you, and you see, okay, I read all this. I read this chapter, but I didn't pick up anything. The word is still getting in you whether you realize it or not. Parents, read the word over your children. Even step into their rooms and, and that word have I hid in my heart that I might have sent God. I pray this word. I speak this word because that word is getting in their psyche, getting in their minds, and getting in their hearts and, and taking a place. I want, uh, who was that that gave that analogy? Was that, was it Hannah? Was that you? They're hiding now. Come on up here. Come up here. Okay, okay. Do you guys have, I want someone to come up here. I'm going to pick on. Come in, Monica. Yes. When you think of a mirror, give me, I'm going to have you preach on the spot, kind of an analogy of what I just said, how a mirror shows a reflection. Give me kind of, what what are your thoughts when I said said that? Um, When it comes to a mirror, um, we obviously look on the outside, our outside, how we look um, externally, but... We never actually um, take the time to look inter- um, in the internal, um, our heart and our soul. Um, and I myself struggle with that a lot. Um, Father, we thank you for Monica. We thank you for showing her that word. You know, we all can hear uh, the same word but get a different message. So, Lord, what message you have spoken to her, Lord, help, help that to continue to resonate in her soul and continue to help bring her to the place that you're bringing her to. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. Jason, come here. What is that? When, when I say the, the word is a mirror, I'm going to read this verse. This is the verse of the day, James 1, 19 to 25. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and is not a doer, he is like a man who looks intent, intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away at once and forgets what he saw or forgets what he was like. What, what does that say to you? Your hair is cool. I know you looked in the mirror to get that right. You read it again for me. Like, 
Yes, when, you, when a man, when for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer only. I'm going to call on one more of you guys too. See, what I'm getting, I'm getting, someone's like, please don't. I'm getting you to really think about what this word is saying and seeing what it's saying to you. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away at once and forgets what he looks like. He forgets. So I guess, man, there's a lot to unpack there, but I guess what I took away from that is um, for someone who's not intently reading the word or intentionally trying to grab something from it, it's mm-hmm. saying it's like someone who just takes a quick pick, a quick uh, peek at herself and walks out the door. It's not burning an image in your mind or really meditating on something that you come from. So that's what I think it means. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Come on. Yeah, got it, Mike, right there. I like how you ran up here. Um, one thing that came to my mind was, like, uh, I play a lot of sports and stuff, and I feel like if you hear about playing the sport, like lacrosse, for example, like if someone just told me, like, how to hold my lacrosse stick or how to, like, throw it, like, I wouldn't know how I'd have to, like, get up and try it myself and, like, practice and put work to it and stuff. And so I feel like if you just are hearing the word and stuff, you don't really have the opportunity to share it and, like, work on it. And I feel like practice is what's going to make you better. So, like... That's good. If you don't do it, you don't get to practice. I don't know. That's really good. That's really good. I gave them an example of how I was, I was working in my gym, out in my gym a few months back, and uh, I, I was watching YouTube and just, you know, I watched some basketball stuff or just the news, and I'm just jump roping and doing stuff. And then I saw a video that said, LeBron works out. I said, oh, let me see. So I put him on, then I started copying what he was doing. He was doing that. I was like, ugh. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, I'm LeBron now. No, I didn't say all that. But I'm just working. Everything he's doing, I'm following what he's doing. And then after a few days, I, I didn't keep, continue to watch that video, but I kept continuing those exercises. I started seeing muscles that he had. I said, wait, I'm starting to get muscles. Like I was mirroring what he was doing. So what I was watching came, to, came into me, and I started rehearsing that. And so whatever you put in is what you'll get out. One more, Chelsea. Come on. Come on, come on. So, and while she's coming out, there's Pastor Z. There's a video, too. This is a, when you guys, you can get the app as well, and there's videos every day. I'm really challenging you guys because God wants to use you at your age now. You're not just young people that are kids. You guys are young warriors, and God wants that word in you. Uh, Pastor Z, in today's uh, message, he was saying something like watching uh, a, a YouTube video of a workout and thinking, I'm going to get all the benefits from just watching. But you have to be a doer of the word as well. So some good analogies. Come on now. Okay. So when I heard him read that verse, I kind of pictured like someone looking in the mirror and the mirror being like your identity. So when you're looking in the mirror, you're like hearing God's word, but then once you walk away, you forget what you look like, and you forget who you are in God, because whenever you're sitting in church and you're hearing the word, you're going to be listening and, like, identifying with it and being like, oh, yeah, like, that's true. Like, I love you. You're so good, and you do all of this for me, and I want to live my life for you, and then as soon as you walk out of the doors, you forget everything that you just heard, and so you walk away from that mirror, and you're not like like Brianna said, like you're not practicing your, like in church you're going to hear about gifts and you're going to become who you are and who God is supposed to make you to be. And so you're looking in the mirror and God is giving you something and then you just walk away and you don't get a chance to practice your gifts and you don't get a chance to be the person like that God wants you to be who you need to be, who the word will make you be, like you won't be displaying the fruits, like everything in your identity is gone as soon as you walk out. But yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. Everybody stand up. We're going to end this, this, my, this last minute I have before I give it to Pastor James, but we're just going to worship. We're going to worship. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Let, come on, worship the God of all gods. For you're the great I am. You're the word. You are the true and living 
word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So, Lord, we thank you. God, I look to you. Sing that song. God, I look to you. Thank you, Jesus. We want to look to you, Jesus. I won't be overwhelmed. Give us vision. Give me vision. As we're looking in that mirror to see things like you do. To see things like you do. And God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Come on, look to Jesus. Give me wisdom. You know Hallelujah, just Jesus. what to do. Oh, Thanks, Jesus. Come on, come on, worship him. Hallelujah. You know, you know. Come on, you know just what to do, Jesus. We look to you, you for our help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just go to that course real big, and I will love you. Come on, sing it. Everybody, open your mouth. So and I, I will love you, Lord, Lord, my strength. Come on, sing out. I will love you. And I will love you, Lord, my shield. And I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever, forever. him I will love you I will love you Lord my shield and I will love you and I will love you Lord my rock forever all my days come on come on let's give him a praise of hallelujah 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 say and Anybody happy that they came tonight and got something from the Lord? Yeah, I am. Let me close with a preview. Number one, you're over hump day. If you only just go home and go to sleep, you're going to make it. If you go home and talk and, and, and look at a commercial, you're done. Don't do that. Don't do it. Just, just don't do it. But tomorrow night, Pastor Steve... We were, we were talking, and, and he was like, man, we got to pray for the sick. And hand me that Bible right there. And, and, and I was, there's a big Bible. That's heavy, too. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. I have a lot of friends and a lot of people who are going through a lot of struggles in their physical health. And I just think we need a service that's focused on physical healing and deliverance. It might be people you know, and right now because of COVID, maybe their sickness doesn't even allow them to come here. You need to just come and stand in proxy for people in your family, whether they're in town or out of town, your friends. If someone does has a sickness that's either incurable or cancer or anything like that, we're not afraid to pray for anything because we're not doing the healing. God is. We do the asking. We're allowed to ask. So I just want to know, because we need faith in the room. When you're going through a sickness, you just need somebody to, that has faith. Friday night is already going to be a big night with all of our congregations and La Casa be here. Uh, the Murfreesboro, Clarksville, all of Brentwood will be out that have been fasting. It'll be a big night, big celebration, and then we'll eat. We won't have time to pray for the sick. Probably won't happen. Tomorrow night, let's believe. So even if you're healthy, the Bible says, remember them that are bound as being bound with them. So let's believe, God, that those who have infirmity 
can be healed. Can I get an amen on that? Amen. Don't forget, uh, for those of you who normally tithe or give on Wednesday night, don't forget you can just go online and you can do that. You, you're a faithful church and you do that. Some, some of you business owners. Uh, oh, where, Dr. Naomi, are you still in here? Dr. Nate, come here. This, we got to dismiss, but I'm going to tell you a testimony because if I give you the mic, we'll go too long. Watch this. Dr. Nate, do you, do you remember several years ago when, when uh, we were preaching and I was preaching about giving and, and you came down? Oh, yeah, I came down with check. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Vic, you hadn't even cashed your check. What did you do with your check? I just dropped it here. You know, God just laid it on my heart that night and, you know, the rest is history, okay? Yes. I'm still standing, and trials come and go, but, you know, God's faithful. And when you give your whole heart, he prospers you, he protects you, he provides more than anything. He keeps you close. It's powerful. She heard the word of the Lord. She didn't even wait. She didn't wait. The Bible said, he that observes the wind will not sow. Don't wait for the conditions to be perfect. She didn't even cash her check. She just signed it over to the church. God bless us as we leave this place, but not your presence.